Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is your brother from another mother. This is the Soul Brother coming to you on a throwback Thursday, May the 18th, about 10 after 3 Hawaiian Standard Time. Dreary, ugly day up over here on Kauai. Had a nasty little system roll through with some rain. And, and you know, on these uh, uh, kind of days, you can just kind of get into these lulls and and you just uh, kind of start just to reminisce and think about some things. And, and you know, I was uh, remembering, like, those good times, you know, those uh, uh, the summer days, because uh, we're getting into the uh, uh, summer months definitely here. Uh, this is just a, uh, this is just a straggler day. Uh, and, you know, just the fun that we used to have over there, so... Uh, for those that don't know about these little throwback Thursday events, what these are is basically just, this is just me off the cuff. I'm just talking about stuff that is from my personal life and what's going on. So a little different uh, than the everyday things that you hear on uh, on Soul Brother. But, but uh, for me, it's important like, for people to understand that I am a real person, that that, you know, that I do have a life and that there's other things that that I do have in my in my mind. And I don't mind opening up. I don't mind being transparent because that's just uh, my nature. That's just who I am and letting people in. You know, so. But. uh, Lately, you know, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of reminiscing lately. You know, it was it's been a number of anniversaries that that were uh, anniversaries that, that you celebrate, but, but that aren't happy ones, you know, they're somber. The passing of my Aunt Rosie, Rosina Jones Singleton, rest in peace, baby. AKA Nuthead, AKA Aunt Rosie. She's my godmother, my best friend. You know, uh, we lost Aunt Rosie in and around this time about a year ago to a host of health problems and dementia. It was, uh, you know, uh, she deteriorated so quick there. And I uh, I was glad that her and my mother had came over. A uh, shout out to Mom Dukes. Uh, they came over a few years, like, before when my aunt was starting to get worse. And so they uh, came over, like, to Honolulu. And, um, and they got to see the girls, you know, me and, took them out to dinner and just hung out and took them all around the island and just doing different things, you know. And, and um, it was really good, like, like uh, to see them. And and here's the first good time for you, you know. Uh, my aunt was such a nuthead, y'all. <laughs> this fool, we went out to, I think it was Chili's or something, over in uh, Hawaii Kai on Oahu. Everyone's eating. Everyone's having a good time, you know. And my aunt is a diabetic, so she knows that she's supposed to, you know, watch what she eats. But she had been, I think she'd been pretty good. And so, I, and so, and my mom was a caretaker. And so she was like, okay, you know, like she was like, you know, you can go ahead and dabble just a little bit. So, you know, like my aunt, the moment that uh, my mother said that, phew, game over. My aunt was ordering onion rings and all this dry, greasy stuff. I was like, Lord have mercy, Rose. I was like, what are you doing? And she had that, <laughs> and she had that uh, laugh. It's kind of like 
an internal snort, like, and then she just starts laughing. That was the classic Aunt, Aunt Rosie laugh. And then, like, she would try to play like she was dumb, like, like what? Like, well, uh, what's wrong? There ain't nothing wrong with, you know, and she would just go with it. And so, this fool, though. So she gets her onion rings on her sandwich, and she eats all that. And then she's like, well, I want dessert. And her and my mother love to bicker back and forth. And so my mother's like, you don't need no damn dessert. And my brother's like, yeah, I do. And so they go back and forth. Eventually, uh, my mom caves in. And my aunt, she orders dessert. So at this time, I'm chatting with my girls and my mom, not really paying attention. <laughs> not really paying attention to Aunt Rosie. And all of a sudden, when she orders like her dessert, I asked her, I was like, what'd you order? And she's like, oh, you'll see. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, and she like all chipper about it and everything. I'm like, cool. A few minutes went by. We were just sitting there and talking story. The dessert came. I didn't, I didn't have any dessert because I was, you know, I was trying not to have anything sweet that day. I think I had had a lot of junk for breakfast or something like that. But, but my aunt, she ordered this chocolate Becca Kent cake ice cream concoction thing. I was like, are you kidding me? This thing was like almost a mile high. I was like, Rose, you're diabetic. And she's like, and? I was like, <laughs> so she starts to go in on this thing. I'm like, damn. So everyone is finishing up. And my aunt is in, is like she's in her greedy mode. So when my aunt used to go out, right, when it when it came time to go home, she was trying to get a plate, a box. She was just trying to load it up. So she's like asking if she can get a box. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this is just classic Aunt Rosie. I ain't paying no attention to. We get back. I take them over. So we were over in Haraikai, like for those that know, east side. So that's kind of a ways away from uh, Honolulu proper. Um, not too far from Waikiki. So my mom and my aunt are staying in Waikiki. And so we take them back to the hotel. I help them upstairs, make sure, I, and I get them all settled in. And my mother's like, Rosina? She's like, what the hell is that? And we see that at the bottom of this thing, it's like in one of those, uh, you know, those little, the pie, what is it? You know, like the styrofoam things that uh, they would uh, put a small piece of pie in, right? Okay, well, instead of styrofoam, this was a this was a cardboard, a paper cardboard, like or uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, a case, right? My aunt, y'all, decided that she was, <laughs> and so she had her food in one of these things. I was like, yeah, cool. But then, but she's so greedy. She put her cake, the or whatever it was, this rich velvet chocolate looking thing, oozing out with chocolate. And put the ice cream in there too, y'all. <laughs> she loaded everything that she could up in there, not realizing that, bro, why would you put ice cream in the to-go box? Like it, w it's not like it. Literally, was a box. It had holes. It wasn't meant for ice cream. It was just meant for like if there was something solid, like cake. My mother just looks at her like she done lost her damn mind, and I'm looking at her. I'm just, I'm, I'm rolling. And. My mother is asking her 
what did she bring back? And my aunt is like, I don't know. <laughs> we can clearly see that it's pouring out. She put this thing. She came into uh, uh, the hotel room. Instead of putting it in the fridge or the freezer to kind of try to congeal it, she put it right on the table and took off her coat and just went to go sit down, you know, and was just chilling out. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was just looking at her. And my mother clearly knows, like, what's going on. I don't know if my mother didn't know that she had that much ice cream or what, but, boy, my aunt put all that damn ice cream, I mean, almost a pint of ice cream, inside of a paper holder holding the cake and holding, trying to hold, like, the ice cream, which had turned milk from the time that we left because it had melted. And luckily for her, it didn't get all over everything. But I'm just sitting here like, you must be kidding. And so she was doing that whole thing, uh, playing stupid thing, like, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, my mother just points and sees the ice cream. Aunt Rosie just starts laughing, and my mom starts laughing, and I start laughing, and the girls start laughing. I'm like, Rose, you something else. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, so I was just remembering that time and a whole lot of other times, you know, and it was – it was really fun to have my aunt here. You know, I know that she had been all over the world because she used to work for Delta Airlines. So she got the perks, you know, but she had never been to Hawaii. I was like, what? Like, you've been everywhere else. She'd been uh, to Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, you know, um, the Caribbean, all that. Never been to Hawaii, man. So we showed her around, you know, and made a really good time of it. And she had good, and, you know, it was a few months after that, like, she got back, and then she kind of started to deteriorate. So I just, I honestly, truly, honestly, I'm just blessed and thank God, like, for allowing that to happen in the way that it did and in the timing because, you know, I really love my aunt a whole lot, and um, I knew that it was her going home party. I, um, of course, I didn't know when, but I knew it was, it was imminent. And my mother knew too, and so, and my mother just went through a lot. So, and I know that this season is hard on my mom, you know, and a shout out like to her. I'm going to give up her life to take care of not just my Aunt Rosie, but my Aunt Joyce, who also was ill. And, um, you know, it's hard to be a, a caretaker. But the good times in between those three women and myself, my goodness. You know, they love to call each other. When they was around me, they love to call each other, like the B word. And they would just be like, yeah, we old B, you know, and they would just, that's how they just used to talk to each other, right? Like, we're just a snarky family. We love cracking jokes, having fun with one another, hanging out with one another. Um, and so it was nothing for my mother, my Aunt Rosie, and my Aunt Joyce to all be out. We was at Green Acres Mall. <laughs> this is... Uh, in Queens, this is out on Long Island, um, not too far from Jamaica, yeah, for all of my New Yorkers up there, but but we're out at Green Acres, and my mother and my aunt stay shop until they drop, that's just, that's just what they do, they love it, it's fun for them, that's just what they used to do, so they would go all damn day, not eat nothing, you know, and then at the end, they'd be like, I'm hungry, let's go eat. And so uh, that particular day, uh, your boy was there, 
I, I really, I really love my mom, but I really don't understand her and and uh, my aunt's other thinking as to why they had to drag me along every time on these long excursions to Macy's, Bloomingdale's, Saks, all these places that I don't want to be. I consistently had to walk around these stores and tried to find a chair because I was steadily always on my feet. At first, I thought that it was punishment because they never used to bring my older cousin. He used to go out and hang out uh, with his friends. They would always, always, always take me. I guess because I, w- I was, I was uh, young and nice. But I always remembered that, you know, I was always the one uh, that went the longest without eating. And, uh, <laughs> and they made me carry every damn bag. They could go to every store in the mall. And your boy was carrying everything. I was, I was like, uh, from my age, I was kind of freakishly tall a little bit built, so, you know, I could uh, withstand it, but I was like, just consistently, these, uh, these women, uh, they get together eight, nine o'clock, or sometimes ten, and they just would make a mad dash until six, seven, eight, and then they finally feed me. Be like, hey, man, I'm hungry. They tell me to shut up that noise and, and stop complaining, and, you know, and it's just all those times where I used to just be like, oh, like, aggravated. When I look back at it now, it was like that time that I spent out there with them. And we were just all out there just being cool with one another. I mean, just, just, it's like your best friends was family. You know, and it just, it meant a whole lot to me. And so right now in this season of losing all of them, my aunt, um, uh, Rosie, my aunt Joyce, like we lost them all in and around the same time. You know, I always think back around right before summer about just all those times that we just had together. And, you know, and I miss them dearly. I know that they're on the other side. And I know that uh, they're all healthy. Um, Sickness free and looking down on us and guiding our steps with the good Lord, you know, and allowing us to continue and move in the way that we need to move. And always just being our guardian angels. Like, it's trippy, but it's true. There's times where I get ready, like, to do something, and I can just hear this voice. Like, it's not Rose, like, don't do that, fool. <laughs> you know? Or, like, yeah, do that. Like, you know, because uh, my aunt was a Gemini. Fearless. So, it is Gemini season right now. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, y'all Geminis, I respect. Y'all do what you want when you want. I get it. My little one is a Gemini. I'm sure she's going to come knocking soon up here looking for money or something because her birthday is right around the corner. So, but it's just, it's there's like all those different personalities and stuff in my family. I see a little bit of all that in me. Even my uncle B, may God rest his soul. He was the brother to all these nutheaded sisters, you know. He was the smooth, cool one. Uncle B wouldn't really get riled about nothing. He had that stoopy look to him, you know. He would talk to you uh, kind of like this, and he would just, and he had those little long droopy eyes, you know, and, but he could hold his own against all those women. He was like, uh-uh, I don't think so, because they all had that New York edge to them, that little spunk and that little funk, right? I miss Unc too, you know. It's just that generation, 
when I was young, I looked to them for so much guidance and direction, love and support, and they gave it. They absolutely gave it, and they named me into the man that I am today, that I can sit here and reminisce and talk about them and their lives. Yes, I miss them. Oh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? But I know it's a part of the game of life that we're all playing and that, you know, for me, are the saving graces that I'm going to see them one day and link up and we're going to go and continue and kick it just like we used to, you know. And, um, and so, yeah, I just, like, I'm really reminiscing a lot about, like, my mom's side of the family. I'm missing them. And I know that it's hard on, 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 on my mom. And so I know you're listening, Ma. And so uh, just know that, you know, they're all in a better place right now. And you're good. And God has you wrapped around the palm of his hands. He's not going to let you go. He's taking good care of all his angels. And you're one of them. You made the biggest sacrifice in taking care of the, of the fam. When the fam wasn't good and all us young nutheads were out here and doing our thing and trying to live our life and 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 uh, uh, trying to start our families, you know, and you pulled the load. You were there for Nana, Uncle B, Auntie Joyce, and Nuthead Rose, you know. So, you know, uh, you just know that all that wasn't done in vain. That's called love, Ma. That's called love. And, and, and you know, and you know that I love you to the moon and back and beyond. You don't even need to question that. So you just uh, try to lift your spirit as best you can. And remember those good times, like those pictures that you sent me of Raji and Janice. Remember those good times. Those are what get you through. These hard times, these un, these unimaginable times that we're living in right now, you know. So you just hold on really tight to that, Ma. You know, and so uh, from my mom's side of the family, love. And my dad's side of the family, you know, where we lost our matriarch, Dottie. Shout out to my angel. We all love you. We all love you. That's just my grandma, y'all. So this is uh, my dad's side of the family now. Uh, my grandma, y'all. You know, when she was in good health, I used to go and see my grandma religiously. Every Tuesday, every Thursday, every Sunday. On Tuesday, Thursday, I used to work in Wichita, which is about half hour south of Newton, because I was living in Newton then. So when I would get home, typically on Tuesdays, Thursdays, I'd go up like to the uh, rec center, and I would go hoop like with all my boys and stuff. So I would stop by uh, her house after uh, work, right? You know, I typically used to eat an early dinner that day at work. And then I go up, I see her, hang out with her for about an hour or two. And then after that, then I stroll on up to the uh, gym and hoop it out. That was my stretch for Luna. And it was and it was a way for me to make a wellness check on her. And my grandma was good. Like, in her heyday, she was solid. My grandma was sharp as a tack. She didn't need no help. She's independent. She's doing that damn thing. Well known and loved in the community. My grandma had done a lot. And so at this particular stage of her life, she was just maintaining, sitting there, chilling, watching her cops and America's Most Wanted and crocheting. Y'all know those hands. Y'all know those hands. And she would just sit there. Sometimes we used to sit next to her 
um, and my cousins know. Um, I love you, daughter, but I just I just got to share this. So, and so, when my grandma was getting older, right, and this happens, right, and when you get older, your skin gets thinner. So for my grandma, she would get colder faster. And so for her, it was nothing for her to be like, if it was summertime, she'd be just a little nippy. Because, you know, in the evenings in Kansas, it can get kind of cool and comfy, right? So so I come over to the house one day. It's summertime. It's hot. And my grandma, you know, I, I don't know if she had an ear infection or what was going on. I seem to remember that she was a little under the weather or something was going on. Like, I think she just had like a cold or something like that. But uh, anyway, so so I get there. I'm like, hey, daughter, how you doing? You're like, I'm good, baby. How you doing? You know, we just sit there and we talk about, at the time, I just had my oldest uh, who was young. And so we're talking about her life work what's going on and then she'd tell me all about like happenings in and in and around newton and what's happening cooking kicking because i i had a side business you know so then we just used to talk about business and then you know at that point then we talk about family business and then we just sit there and then just hang out you know you know and when it came to dotty uh, that was my girl that was my girl so you know we just sat there and we kicked it so that one particular day i got there i think it had been raining so it was it was a little cool, but it wasn't like cold. I come into that house, I'm like, Dottie, it's hot in here. She's like, No, it ain't. She's like, It's comfortable. I was like, Dottie, it's hot. And she's like, No. She's like, No, it's not. But she was, you know, like kind of snippy with me. I was like, I was like, Are you hot? And she was like, No, I'm fine, honey. So I walk over like to her. I give her a kiss, and then I'm like, Oh. I'm like. Oh, now I know why. And she just kind of smirked at me. So and my grandma used to sit in this recliner chair. And right next to the recliner chair, it was kind of the divider in between the living room and the dining room. She had an old stool frame that was inside. It was inside of the house, and there was a vent. So my grandma loved that furnace. My grandma would have that furnace up. In the dead of summer, she'd be like, be chilly. I like Dottie. And she'd always laugh and giggle because I would give her the same response every time I like Dottie. It's summer. She's like, but you know what? For all the jokes that I cracked on her, and my cousins did too, boy, when, man, I, I tell you what, uh, when winter came, we were happy to have that furnace, though. And she would never, ever, never, ever, with me at least, she would never forget it. I would come in there. Let's say I just commuted back, and I know this one day it was cold as heck. I mean, it was just cold. No snow. It was just cold, and wind chill was, like, just low. It was, like, in the 40s, but the wind chill made it feel like it was in the 20s. Like, it was cold. And I get in there, and I'm like, hey, Dottie. And I'm like, whew, it's nice in here. And, and she was like, I bet it is, <laughs> just like that. And just uh, looked at me with those little eyes and just smirked and she just had that smirk on her face and then she just laughed out loud and I was like okay okay I went over to my old girl I gave her a hug a kiss sat there and I just talked story with her until it was time to go who so you know just and that was in Newton you know it was like whenever I came into Newton it just felt comfortable I just knew I, I would get this weird feeling all over my body like real tingly feeling 
and you see those flashing lights out south of town or if you're coming in from highway 50 at the north you can still see the mill and you can see that one flashing light no matter where you were no matter uh, where you had been whether you came back from a super long trip or it was a super long commute because traffic or weather was bad or you just had the worst of days you know that when you saw those blinking lights you knew that you were home and for me the moment that i saw that there was just this thing inside of me that it just kind of just it just everything just went away when i lived in newton and i was uh, growing up and stuff as as a teenager i used to wake up i used to get this like this this like this weird sensation that I lived in this town and I loved the town so much. On days where uh, the sun was out, I was just so happy like to live in Newton. And a lot of people I know, they say a lot about Newton. Newton has been in the news, you know, we had we had a couple bad shootings and different things that happened, but that won't deter me from calling Newton home. You know, um, a, lo a lot of my friends are there, you know, like Phil, um, my mom is there. Um, I got a lot of family, a lot of relatives. I got folks up in Emporia, you know, I got folks in KC area, right? So the state of Kansas is just, that's me. That's me. While I live in the 808, I love I love the 314. I'll never forget about that. You know, always have, always will. You know, and I just think that because I was raised from there, and my mother and my father made sure that I knew where I was from, so I kept it 100 always. I'm not trying to pretend to be something that I'm not. I am who I am because I know that I am. I live it. I walk it every day. This person that you hear on the mic, this is how the folks in Newton are. Like, we just care about people. Like, we'll go out of our way to help you. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. There's a lot of love in that town. For as much I know, uh, there's a lot of other stuff there, too, now. Times have changed, I know. But you got to admit, there's a lot of love in Newton. A lot of people come back home and start families and live in Newton. Why? Because it's a good place to live. The same can be said about here in uh, Hawaii, right? I never thought in a million years that I would be living in the island. Practically looked like a rockstar boy almost, you know, um, but actually called this home. In between here and Newton, I wish there was a direct. Because I would dial in every time and fly back and forth as much as I could. But the reality of the situation is that in life, we all decide to go our different ways, paths. And sometimes it takes a few uh, tries and attempts like to find the path that's right for us. That's not bad. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, if uh, you are wondering or contemplating the building of a family, Try to do it in a place that's like Newton, where there's a big community of, of a people that see you like for who you are, love you like for who you are. Everyone gets along, no matter what color you are. You got your stragglers anywhere, but Newton's a good place and good people there. You know, wherever you feel is home for you, make it home. Make some of those good times. There's so many more, and I wish I could share them all. You know, like the times when all of us kids, all of us Mitchell kids, every kids, we go over to the park every Saturday. And all of the adults would get together. And I think I talked about this in another podcast. We would all get together every week and just talk stories. 
talk story over some hotcakes from McDonald's. I mean, simple things like that that you don't think about, that if you just go off and you do those things, that's how you build family love. You already love each other, but that's how you build that camaraderie within the family. And I miss that. I miss that a lot, you know. I wish that we could have continued that and kept that. I think it would have helped with, you know, uh, the uh, longevity of some family members that hopefully would still have been with us, but I was confident in that time. But they're the ones that set that forth. Like Dottie. She created that. She was like, we all going to get together and we all going to do this. I'm not asking, I'm telling you. You know, that's the, you know, and that's the type of parenting that even though you don't want to do it, when you look back now, you're happy that you did it because you got all these good times and good things that you talk about from there. And while a lot of us are just all over the place now, on both sides of, of each of the family, like we're all over the U.S., the world, right, it shouldn't uh, diminish love. So, you know, wherever you are on this throwback Thursday, you sit here and you think about and reminisce all about those good times that you used to have. You just remember, you know, those were good times that were made, but you can make your own now. It all starts with you just uh, being genuine, just being transparent, open, bring love into your life, into your heart. We need more of that right now, you know. We need to be able to look back on something in a good way. And all these times that, that I spent time with my family, just doing weird nonchalant things that you really wouldn't think like would even matter. They mattered a lot because when I was a kid, I looked up to those people and I looked to them for that leadership. I looked up to them for that love and everything else that they gave. And they gave it to everybody. A lot of us decided that we we're going to use it for good and some uh, 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 did not, but we still love everyone the same. Right? We still love everybody the same. We need to get back to that this ideal from like the earlier times where folks just treated people w with with the respect that they just treated them with. There wasn't all this innuendo crap and disrespect, you know, all that stuff. It was just pure good times. Even in the midst of things like uh, my grandma Dottie, when she was a Harvey girl, and when she was working on the railroad, helping all these passengers off, off of the Santa Fe train, attending to them, you know, that's what her name means. Loved one, one of love. Right? We need to be more like Dottie. Extend that out to everyone, to our brothers and sisters, near and far, that we do know, that we don't know. We're all brothers and sisters in this cosmic game now. None of us are different. We need to go back to a time where things are just good. Everyone gets along. Everything just works. And we're all in our own little Newton where everything is just perfect, even though it's not. Even though on the underbelly, there's a lot of holes, there's things going on. But at the surface, if you just went that far, everything is just perfect. Everything is just good. We need to get back to living and feeling life like that. You know, I think that's important. And so for me on this Throwback Thursday, while I get ready to head back here into work, you know, I'm going to just 
have a lot of my family who have who have all passed on and it keeps them in my heart and it keeps them in my mind and remember all the good things that they gave to me and provided like for me opportunities that they gave me you know that little itty bitty piece of advice has helped me now to get to this point in my life where I'm at It's a beautiful thing when you really stop and put away all the negativity and the hatred and you really start looking at things from a love perspective. It's awesome, y'all. So with that, I'm going to send you out with James and Florida Evans once again, y'all. I love this. From the TV show Good Times. From the TV show Good Times. One love is always, y'all. It's the soul, brother.